Today is Friday, May the 5th. 2023 and it's a great day to have a day here on the Spurs Up show the best Gamecocks podcast on the internet on today's show I break down this weekend series as South Carolina travels to Lexington Kentucky to take on the Kentucky Wildcats in a best of three set guys I'll break down this weekend in its entirety first things first we'll talk the Wildcats their pitching their hitting also of course South Carolina what their weekend rotation looks like also what to watch for my key player of the weekend and I'll lock in my prediction as well guys we have got a packed show for you here on this Friday and of course as always it's brought to you by our friends over at Price Picks. Go down to the Price Picks app or go to pricepicks.com and when you do use that promo code TS U.S. to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Guys, Price Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. Here's how it works. You pick two to six players, and you can win it to 10 times on an entry. Price Picks has no sharks, optimizers, or mass multi-entry. Guys, it's literally just you against the projection. They also allow mixed sport entries. So, for example, you can take the over on LeBron, parlay with the under on Mahomes. They've got college sports, pro sports, literally anything and everything you can think of. They have got it over at Prize Picks. They also have a slick, easy to use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play. And they're rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with rave reviews. Guys, so many fans and listeners of the Spurs Up show have made tons of money with their friends at Prize Picks, and you should as well. So again, go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use that promo code TS. U.S. to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it! We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
Ladies and gents, boys and girls, we are back. And it feels so good to be back in studio chatting with you all. Let's have ourselves a freaking Friday and a freaking weekend as well. Again, guys, thank you all so much for tuning in. TGIF, happy Friday. And by the way, Happy Cinco de Mayo for those of you out there who may celebrate. I'm sure many of you headed to your favorite Mexican restaurant, what have you, get a margarita, some tacos, whatever it might be, guys. Hope you have a fantastic day and a fantastic weekend as well. Thank you all so much for tuning in, and I hope this show does find you well. No matter where you are, what you're doing, as I mentioned, so happy and excited to be back in the studio. Guys, let me start by saying that, you know, it's it's really special what we do here. The fact that I'm able to take business and take the show on the road and even on a cruise ship. Because in case you missed it, the reason TDC has been missing this week, the reason the podcast got pushed back to today, we have been on the great Atlantic Ocean all week long. And we had a really good time. Was out there with the family celebrating my sister's birthday. Again, had a fantastic time. Was a lot of fun. But after about three, four, five days or so on the water, on a boat, if you will, you start to get a kind of antsy, right? You feel like you're kind of in a box, if you will. And I'm like, I just want to get plugged back in. So it feels good to be back, guys. Again, thank you all so much for the continued love and support while we were out of town, away from the studio. Uh, got a lot of positive feedback from you guys in regards to the content. I try to do my very best, obviously, to stay as consistent as possible and stay on top of things. And I think we did a pretty good job of doing that. So again, though, feel really, really excited to be back here to kick off a big weekend for South Carolina baseball. We'll get into that more in just a second, guys, like I mentioned. And a couple of quick housekeeping items. Of course, guys, as I said, the Daily Crow does return today, but it will not be in our normal noon to two time slot. Instead, it will be 1230 to 230. So just a 30-minute delay because Yours truly will be going on inside the Gamecocks. Of course, normally we have that appearance taking place on Thursdays because of travel and being out of town. That got bumped to today. So I will go on inside the Gamecocks at noon Eastern, and that will feed right into TDC, which will air 1230 to 2.30 Eastern time. Also, our good friend J.C. Sherbert will join the show, I believe, in the second hour. So it's going to be a lot of fun, guys. Looking forward to it. Again, I have truly missed you all. I really have. And my good friend Madison Duncan commented on Facebook, don't lie to us, you missed us, guys. I'm not even going to try to hide it. I miss you guys every single time I take time away. I love what I do. I love the people that show love and show support and tune in. And so many of you that interact and engage on a day-in, day-out basis. It's so much fun talking sports and talking Gamecocks and everything in between with you all. And I truly miss it. And again, that's a blessing, man. It's a blessing that... I do something in my life that fuels me and serves me to a point that when I step away from it, and it's great to detach, by the way. I was able to do that, put my phone away and spend time with family and and really immerse myself in the vacation. Like I said, get away from it. But, you know, it's one of those things where it just fuels me to such a degree, and I enjoy it to such a high level that I miss it when I'm gone. I truly do. So really excited to get back after it today. Uh, like I said, inside the Gamecocks, the appearance. And again, I appreciate those guys being flexible and having us on. That will take place at noon and then 1230 to 230 today 
The Daily Crow will rock. And guys, we will go into the weekend. We'll have normal schedule next week for TDC. The podcast, of course, more on that next week when we get there. But again, guys, thank y'all so much for being here, for tuning in. It's yours truly just the same. Although I feel like I got a little bit of a, a Bahamas tan right now. I tried my best not to get sunburned. We were applying the sunscreen, reapplying, reapplying, what have you. I think I did a pretty good job. You guys will have to tell me on TDC today. I think I did a pretty solid job though. But um, yeah, all in all, again, really, really fired to be back and really fired to watch this South Carolina baseball team take the field once again. Let's dive into it. Yardcocks go on the road this weekend. Guys, we've entered the month of May. There are just three SEC weekends left. Time flies when you're having fun. It's crazy how quickly the baseball season goes by, but I say that every single year. And when the season starts at this point, I think to myself, okay, enjoy this. Enjoy every midweek. Enjoy every weekend because it's going to be gone before you know it. It's going to be May. It's going to be SEC tournament time. And sure enough, here we are, guys. The SEC tournament starts May the 23rd. Less than three weeks away, the SEC tournament will get going. It's crazy. But either way, guys, a big one this weekend. Gamecocks, Wildcats in Lexington. It all gets going tonight, 6.30, first pitch. Tomorrow at 2 o'clock, and then Sunday, the series finale at 2 o'clock as well. Of course, all three games being played at Kentucky Proud Park in Lexington. Also, it is Kentucky Derby weekend, so a really busy weekend for the folks in Kentucky. I don't know how they're going to determine what they want to do. Watch Kentucky baseball, go to the Kentucky Derby, maybe do a little bit of both, what have you. I'm sure a lot of us will have one eye on the Kentucky Derby. But either way, a very, very busy and fun weekend, no doubt. Two of the three games being streamed on SEC Network Plus. That will be tonight and tomorrow. Sunday, the game is on the big channel on SEC Network. And again, that's a 2 o'clock first pitch. So make sure especially you tune in to that one. The head coach of the Wildcats is Nick Mingione. And I think, guys, he's done a fantastic job. Like When you think about Kentucky baseball, and they've never really been a powerhouse program, and then he takes over... And immediately he turns them around. Obviously, too, as well, there's been a major uh, investment in Kentucky baseball by that, by that administration. you got to really give a lot of credit to Minji on what he's done with that program. And also, the Kentucky program themselves for investing back into themselves. They've got that shiny new ballpark in Lexington. So this is no longer a series you look at and you say, and for the Gamecocks, by the way, it's never been a series where you say it's been a kick-in. More on that later in the show. But it's certainly not a series you look at. So, okay, well, you know, Kentucky-Mizzou, bottom of the conference, no big deal. And especially when you look at the Cats this season, how good they've been, especially early on. You look at their record, 30-13 and 13 overall, 11-10 and 10 an SEC play. But guys, in my opinion, I really don't think that tells you the story of this Kentucky baseball team and what they've done this season because the last couple of weekends, they have struggled, right? Now, listen, it started. We saw them against LSU second weekend in April and how good they looked, right? A couple of really tight ball games. They beat LSU in that game two, lost by one run in game three. They were ranked 11th at that point, And you're thinking to yourself, okay, this team's really cooking with something. They didn't. They then lose two of three to Texas A&M, get swept by Vanderbilt, and now here they are taking on the Gamecocks. I mean, you look at the competition, right? Who they've played, who they've taken down, but also really who they've lost to. 
And I think you say to yourself, okay, this is still a really good ball club. Like, this is still a really, really good Kentucky team. Um, again, when you just factor in how they started, who they've beaten, what have you, and again, who they've lost to, it's not like they've lost to some scrubs, right, guys? They played some really, really good ball clubs. We all know about the grind in SEC play, but they've lost four in a row, right? Going back to last week, lost to, to, to the Louisville Cardinals, who really good ball club, of course, uh, lost to them seven to nothing in the midweek, and then, of course, got swept, like we mentioned, against Vandy, because those three games, 6-4, 9-3, and 3-2. So two of the three at minimum could have gone the other way. So a really, really close competitive series. And, of course, guys, the Gamecocks coming off losing two of three to the Auburn Tigers. You're expecting a really close competitive series yet again all weekend long. As we break down the Wildcats, we will start on the bump a 4.11 team ERA and a 4.93 SEC. ERA. Their pitching staff's been really, really good this year. The bullpen especially has been one of the best in the conference, guys. When you take a look at their projected or really the released starting rotation because this is now official uh, tonight, they will go with right-handed pitcher Travis Smith. He's 3-1 and one with a 4.02 ERA. Then tomorrow, you're looking at the southpaw, Tyler Bozma, 4-3 with a 4.82 ERA. And then on Sunday in the series finale, they'll go with righty Zach Lee, 3-2 with a 3.89 ERA. So you look at their numbers, you look at the Gamecocks starting rotation and their numbers, it rivals South Carolina. It really does. So we should see three very well-pitched ball games by both sides, depending on which. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. starting rotations for each side show up. Let's look at the sticks here for Kentucky hitting 292 as a team. One of the better marks in the SEC. They're 70 for 92 in stolen bases as well. That jumped out. They love to get going and get some action in on the base pass. They're very, very busy running the bases. So going to be a challenge for South Carolina there defensively. You look at the players to watch for. It starts with Jackson Gray at the top hitting 362, four homers, 26 ribby. And we were just talking about the stolen bases. 17 of 23 on the year for him. You then go to Hunter Gilliam hitting 348. He leads their ball club with eight home runs and 55 RBI. And then finally, Emelyn Petre hitting 360, one home run, 39 ribbies. But then again, 14 of 16 
and stolen bases. So they're going to run early. They're going to run often. Gray and Petre for sure, two guys you want to limit or keep off the base pass entirely to make life easier on yourself. And guys, as we look at the yard cots, the weekend rotation with the same as we've seen the last couple of weekends, Will Sanders will get the baseball tonight. Jack Mahoney will go tomorrow, and then Matthew Becker, the southpaw, on Sunday. Guys, as we look at what to watch for, speaking of that starting rotation, this is a big-time bounce-back weekend, or it needs to be a bounce-back weekend for the starting rotation. Right? I talked about it after the Auburn series. We sort of felt like that was the perfect storm. You had played three top-tier teams in a row, and here comes the unranked Auburn Tigers, right? Haven't had a great year. No hype, no hoopla around them. All the pressures on South Carolina to, to get the job done, win two of three at minimum, if not sweep on the home field. And Auburn took it to you. I mean, for all three games, and it was a very forgettable weekend for this starting rotation. None of your three starters had their best stuff. Now, as I told you after last weekend, it is no reason to fret. It is no reason to worry. Bad weekends happen in baseball. Bad streaks happen in this game as well. But the one thing you want to do is this. You want to nip it in the butt and not let it turn into a trend of some kind. So I think it's important for this starting rotation to get back to what we know they're capable of. I think they will do that. These guys are much better. Sanders, Mahoney, and Becker, they're much, much better than what we saw last weekend. So need a big bounce back weekend with the Gamecock starting rotation. You got to have better starting pitching than what you had a weekend ago to have a chance to win ball games in the SEC. We all know that. Guys, something else I'm looking forward to is this. Why is Lexington, Kentucky such a tough place? for South kind of baseball to play. And I understand that the Gamecocks took care of business back in 2021. They actually got the sweep in Lexington the last time they were there because I know that and recall that because you might recall that after that, we uh, we actually did the, the Monday TDC from the blow-up pool back in my place in Columbia, South Carolina. That was a really, really fun Monday show. But, I mean, guys, you talk about the Gamecocks that played. I'll never forget I talked to Drew Crisp that played 07, 08, 09, if you will. He was talking about Lexington, Kentucky, and them losing a series up there. And just it was a brutal place to play for whatever reason. So, for whatever reason, for a while, it's it's sort of been a house of horrors. It's been a tougher-than-normal place to play. I wonder, does that continue? Why has it been tough? I have no idea. I think you just look at Kentucky – there may be one of those teams that they're not going to catch your attention off first glance, right? It's it's really easy to get fired to take on LSU or Vanderbilt or Florida or, or Arkansas or what have you. But you look at Kentucky on the schedule, and it's like, okay, Kentucky, whatever, no big deal. And uh, then you turn around, it's it's five to two in the seventh inning, and, and Kentucky's up on you, and you know there's some some blue faithful there getting kind of rowdy, and you you never know, you're down and out. So Lexington, Kentucky, in a really tough place to play. Can South Carolina keep their composure and sort of nix that negative trend again? I know you swept the last time you were there. You feel confident going in there, but historically, that's been sort of a weird place. Sort of like Columbia, Missouri for South Carolina football, if you will, not to take it to that level. But it's been a weird place to play. We'll see if the Gamecocks can play their best baseball this weekend and bounce back in a big way. Uh, guys, something else I'm looking forward to, Cole Messina has been red hot of late. It'll be his stick that'll look to lead this offensive attack. You look at guys like Ethan Petrie hit his 21st home run 
in the midweek against the Winthrop Eagles. He needs some help, right? Because of the injuries, what have you, retooling, shuffling, if you will. Uh, you know, the sticks have been, I think they've still been there. They've still been pretty good, but, you know, it, it, it's it's a different cast of characters that are coming up and, and sort of carrying the load, if you will. Cole Messina, I've said it before, guys, he is, in my opinion, the the spirit, the soul, if you will, of this ball club. Truly, the emotional leader in the clubhouse, on the field. You need his red-hot state to continue. And again, this offensive group to, to really kick it back into gear, right? You're taking on a really, really good Kentucky pitching staff. But I think this is a weekend you'd like to see South Carolina you know, reinforce yet again why they are one of the top teams in all of college baseball and flex it on the offensive side as well. Speaking of the lineup and guys that can positively contribute, how about Caleb Denny after going 7-9 last weekend? I know it was in a, in a losing effort, but do we see more Caleb Denny this weekend? Again, especially for a lineup that's looking for answers right now. The, the infield sort of makeshift, and that throws things out of whack for the outfield, really all over the starting nine. I think Caleb Denny is a guy that it felt like he disappeared for weeks and weeks and weeks. You knew, right? You knew that the Or Roberts transfer was going to, at some point, get his name called yet again because he's a veteran player. He's played a lot of baseball, and you felt like he's a dude that can help you. So, Caleb Denny, how many? How often do we see him in the starting lineup this weekend? How much does he contribute? I think he's a guy that could be a really key piece for this ball club down the stretch. Guys, something else I'm looking forward to. We've talked about this before, but anytime this South Carolina team is playing a team that can run like Kentucky, controlling the running game is of utmost importance because South Carolina has not been great throwing out base runners this year, and we've seen it hurt this ball club from time to time. It's going to be on the pitcher's to really help out the catchers, right? You'll probably see multiple catchers this weekend with Cole Messina and Jonathan French as well. Both who I think, especially French, I think he's done a really, really good job defensively, but controlling the running game, right? Your pitcher's probably not going to be perfect, especially if you look at last weekend as any indication. Controlling the running game is going to be super important. You can't let guys like Petre, like Gray, you cannot let them get going. Against 70 of 92 stolen bases what Kentucky is. you got to control the running game. And this one, and guys, finally, what I'm looking forward to is you get to this point, right? We've reached May, and you can't help but talk about going into each weekend, the postseason implications. Guys, I was just watching, uh, it was Ole Miss and Mizzou playing in that game. They're already showing the SEC tournament bracket and who needs to win what to get in the tournament, what have you. The postseason implications of these next three weekends are massive. When you're talking about SEC tournament seeding, when you're talking about RPI, which, by the way, Kentucky's right up there with South Carolina nationally with RPI top five in college baseball. Also, of course, national seeding, right? We're seeing the projected field of 64s and what have you in D1 baseball's got you as the fourth overall national seed, the fifth overall national seed. There's only eight to get that. You want to stay in the top eight, you got to keep winning. So there's a lot of implications. The more you win in each successful weekend you have, the better position you are going to be in to accomplish those goals. So the implications of the postseason, the baseball really, really starts to heat up now. You put yourself in great position. You got to finish strong over these next three uh, regular season SEC weekends. Guys, let's win my key player of the weekend. I just mentioned him, and I think he's going to see a lot more time this weekend and the, the weekends upcoming just because of you know the injuries that have hit you and you need that depth. You need to exercise that depth. Jonathan French behind the dish. And I, and I think he's a guy that you have to keep realistic expectations when he's swinging the bat, right? It's 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 sort of hit or miss at times. 
but he's been really, really good defensively for you, right? And if you're sliding guys around and you're putting Cole Messina at first base, what have you, it's so important that you're getting quality innings out of Jonathan French. And I think he's a guy that can help this ball club. I think he's done really, really well at times. I think he struggled at times. You need the best version of him more often than not. So Jonathan French, for me, I think he's going to be a key player this weekend. I think he's going to come up in some situations where you get that big base knock. We've seen him do it this year. He's been clutch. He's been really good for you. I could see it happening again. Jonathan French, my key player of the weekend in Lexington, which leads me into my prediction. And of course, guys, unfortunately, there really is no dramatics with this because I've already dropped the prediction graphic. But I'll say this. This is a massive weekend for both sides because you look at Kentucky. Losers of four in a row. At one point, they're ranked in the top 15, I believe almost top 10 by D1 Baseball. They are now no longer ranked in the top 25. They have gone ice cold at maybe, I won't say the worst possible time because the worst possible time will be when you hit the postseason, but they have gone ice cold at this point in the season. A home series win like this for them over South Carolina Top five team in the country. Top five in RPI. You talk about a resume booster for the Kentucky Wildcats. A resume booster for Nick Mengione's ball club. This one is it. I'm sure you feel like, and I'm sure he's telling his club, hey guys, we got to make a statement. Here comes South Carolina. They're coming off losing two of three to Auburn, right? Hey, they were in a close one with Winthrop for quite a while. This is our time to get them. This is our time to shine. This is our time to take advantage of the opportunity. You then look at the South Carolina side. You just lost two of three to Auburn. Again, no big deal to have one bad weekend in college baseball. That's why you didn't see the Gamecocks drop in the D1 baseball rankings. Everybody has one bad weekend. Everybody has a weekend where things don't click, right? Where all three of your starting pitchers are no good, and it just wasn't meant to be for you. Hell, it was a valiant effort not to get swept on your home field and take that Sunday game. But you got to avoid one bad weekend. You get a second straight bad weekend. All of a sudden, it turns into a trend. It turns into a streak. And you look up and you've gone ice cold, right? So you got to avoid that. You got to avoid that. This is a huge opportunity for South Carolina to get off the schneid and bounce back. Huge opportunity for Kentucky to get a top five in the country, against the, against the top five team in the country, get a series victory over that, get a top five RPI, a resume booster type of series win. When it's all said and done, though, I really believe that last weekend was an exception. It was not the rule. I think it was an anomaly. I know this team right now is fighting injuries. I totally get it. It is crazy how banged up this Yardcocks ball club is. With that being said, though, win anyway. And this club has exemplified that. They've exemplified that all season long. I think that Sunday win against Auburn was much bigger than people realize. You then win the midweek against Winthrop. You've won two in a row. I think you've got your confidence. I think you will see all three starting pitchers pitch much more efficiently. I mean, at a much higher level than we saw last week. And I think all three will return to form. I think it's a really hard-fought series. Would not surprise me if it came down to Sunday. 
With that being said, though, I think South Carolina has got more than Kentucky does. This is two really solid pitching staffs. Kentucky also a dangerous team swinging the stick. South Carolina's got a little bit more than the Cats do in both areas. I think the Gamecocks, because of that, go into Lexington, a place that they haven't played great, although they swept the last time they were there. I think they take that experience, they take that confidence, and they take the confidence they have right now as a ball club. They flush last weekend, and they take two of three from Kentucky. So again, lock me in, Gamecocks. Take the series against the Wildcats, a big one they desperately need. Give me South Carolina winning two of three as my prediction for the weekend. So guys, that's going to do it all for me. Appreciate you all tuning in again, guys. Thank you all so much for being flexible and rolling with the punches. I know this week was kind of crazy. We were supposed to drop the podcast yesterday. I just felt like, with you know what, the travel and everything, I wanted to get back in the studio. I was like, why record a second show from a cruise ship when I don't have to, and I can get back to the studio and drop a much better product. So here we are. So thank you all so much for your love, your understanding. And guys, let me reemphasize and let me enforce and say that yet again. Thank you all so much. And I'm so grateful for the love and the support. You guys mean the absolute world to me. Truly, genuinely, those that believe in us, believe in me as a person and have been following this journey for so long. And so you know how special this is. What we are doing and where we are going and the ascension of TSUS. And you know how special it is that I'm able to live out my dream each and every single day and 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 talk sports and talk Gamecocks and have banter. And it's and it's just, it's a really cool thing. And I'm smiling ear from ear, ear to ear, I should say, talking about it. And uh, I'm just so grateful for each and every single one of you that tunes in and shows love and shows support and it means the world, guys. So again, thank you all so much. Also, guest interviews will return next week as we get back to a normal schedule. Just wanted to let you all know that. But, guys, really excited to be back in studio. Really excited to take in the baseball all weekend long. We'd love to hear your thoughts, everything. Make sure you tune in to the Daily Crow today as we return. And, again, guys, thank you all so much. Appreciate you all tuning in. Have a great weekend. Go Cox. Beat Kentucky. And we will talk to you all on Monday. know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast.